Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content from across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Joe Wiggins, developer of The Wanderer's Guide, a fantasy atlas for your RPG campaign game. It's beautifully illustrated by the very talented Andrew Bosley. The Wanderer's Guide launched on Kickstarter on November 10th and has already crushed its goal. Joe, welcome to the binge. How are you doing? I'm doing good, James. I I like that uh, alliteration you had there at the beginning. Uh, bite. <laughs> how, how did that go? Bite. Uh, you have to have it memorized. Bite-sized, bingeable, board game content. Yes, of course. You expect so, nothing uh, but alliteration when you have a, a podcast called Board Game Binge, right? <laughs> so I was, I was, I was, I was waiting for it to like keep going because then you were saying from across the industry, I was like, from the breadth of the business of board games or something like that. That would have been. Uh, I was like, man, I wonder how many bees we're gonna get here in a row. But that was great. That was it's, really, really. It's like this like, wander's <laughs> guide of uh, of introductions, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So Joe, I I just checked out the campaign uh, numbers. I like to do this right before we go live, so I can get the most. Uh, up-to-date information mm-hmm. you have hit now i'm gonna put in u.s dollars usually i do canadian because it's bigger but this okay. one the, the numbers are a nicer factor so thirty you you've reached so far on a ten thousand yep. uh, dollar goal that's u.s dollars and canadian dollars that's about forty thousand dollars you've hit um and you've got still 22 days to go uh 468 backers already you got to be pumped yeah we're we're pretty happy about it um, we are just elapsed the 48 hour mark, uh, by about the 78 hour mark or 72 hour mark, people say is kind of, um, when that initial really, f- uh, big flood comes in. Uh, but we have a lot more stuff that we have planned for the rest of the campaign, as far as like different marketing things that we're going to try. Um, so yeah, we think that this is just kind of the, the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, this is also our first time going out it, um, based on where things are trending, we're really excited. Um. We already have like 2,000 people that haven't backed, but have clicked like, hey, remind me before this campaign is over. Nice. So we're also really encouraged by that. It seems like a lot of people, you know, are kind of waiting for payday or something. So they're just kind of uh, checking back in with us uh, by the time the campaign ends. So we're really encouraged by everything that we're seeing. And this is kind of our first time uh uh, running a campaign of our own. So we're just really pumped about what, you know, we're seeing here. So yeah, it's been, been really cool and people are really gravitating towards it. And the comments have been, you know, people really like the product and seem to be really excited about it. Oh yeah. It is, uh, it is doing very, very well, as you know, uh, you, you have like a reverse bell curve, right? So you'll always see kind of your flood at the beginning. So if you can get a flood, like you've had so far, uh, that is amazing. That gives you an indication of kind of how the back half is going to look. And then again, if you can sprinkle in some goodies along the way, uh, you've got the opportunity to pull in even more people. So for our listeners and people watching, can you take us through um, the Wanderer's Guide? What What is it? Explain what the Wanderer's Guide is. So I guess I'll talk a little bit about um, the conception uh, of it. Um or I guess I'll talk about the product more and we can talk about the conception later. Sure. Um, but what, what it is, is it is a collection of beautifully illustrated fantasy maps that all fit together in this one world. And so where you might see this beautifully illustrated overview world with oceans and mountains and forests, you can actually find, uh, you can actually turn the page and find maps that are zoomed in 
in even further to see different um, port cities and capital cities and farming villages and other types of maps that kind of get you even more zoomed in. And if you zoom in even further uh, into those maps, you can turn the page and find even closer zoom, uh, zoomed in uh, levels uh, to the map, which would be like your castles. And we did this really cool thing with the building maps where they actually have this like three-dimensional isometric cutaways. Yeah. Uh, so I remember when I was a kid, I used to love getting from the library those books where it was like, here's a space sh shuttle and it's cut in half. And you could like see all of the stuff inside of the space shuttle. And I would just like stare at those books for hours. And this is the same thing, but like for like fantasy buildings and dungeons and like wizards towers and stuff like that. So it has this really cool, just like Easter egg type feel where you just see all of these cool hidden elements um, as you look at the artwork. But basically it is a uh, complete fantasy atlas as we call it because it has basically all of the locations all within this one world um, but we haven't actually written the story for you we haven't told you what this city's called and who the king is and mm. you know what the bad guy is and where the dragons live like we haven't done that for you because the goal for the wanderer's guide is for you to take this beautiful immersive artwork and for you to put your own game into it so we're providing the setting and you're going to bring your own story which is what I feel is something that is missing from the RPG world right now there are uh th there's kind of two elements it's here is a book that tells you exactly what to do and where to go and who to talk to and in this dungeon there will be this room with these monsters and you'll find this item and so there's these very specific uh pre-made adventures that you can run for role-playing games and on the other side is make it all up yourself. Like, like you just have to just completely make up everything from scratch. And this is kind of filling that gap where it's like, I want to tell my story, but I don't want to go through this entire doldrum of having to build, you know, this world from scratch. So we're giving you the most beautiful world we can possibly give you with as many locations as we can. And we're unlocking more with more and more stretch goals. And you're basically going to take this and put your own amazing story into it for your RPG campaign so that the world actually feels alive. Yeah, I was uh, listening to one reviewer. A couple of the reviewers are actually saying one was described it almost like a sandbox, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, here's your sandbox. Now go play. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a big sandbox adventure for you to have your uh, your own RPG campaign in. So you know, you you get to decide the story. It's not written for you. It's uh, it's up to you. But it's set in probably one of the most beautiful uh, settings I've seen in any you know D and D product for sure. Because of course the artwork is by the incredibly talented Andrew Bosley. So um, you probably know him from Everdell, Tapestry, Merchants of the Dark Road, uh, many, many other games. But I, I think that he had a very specific vision for this product and he sure. has really executed it to a very, very high, high level. Well, I think our listeners know him from two other th two other areas. One is uh, he was a guest on the show. So I would encourage mm -hmm. any listeners to go back, uh, go on boardgamebinge.com go through our back catalog, find Andrew Bosley's interview. It was fantastic. And he also sponsored an autographed uh, uh, copy of Everdell for us to do a, a sweepstakes oh. giveaway. We just uh, closed that a couple of weeks ago. It was the largest uh, giveaway I think I've participated in. There was a huge pouring of people coming into the uh, the binge uh, just as a result of wanting to get, uh, get their hands on that game. So 
uh, and especially, you know, having him sign it uh, was a special moment. He is very, very talented. Uh, anybody mm-hmm. that knows who he is uh, uh, will attest to that. Certainly, I think what I thought was amazing here is just the the detail in this artwork, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, as you said, you've got the kind of the map pulled back. You zoom into like a city, you kind of see the detail of the city. You can even see in the distance, you can see the characters, you know, uh, people walking in the streets. And then when you see some of these cutaways, you can kind of look down in the corner and you'll see something happening down the corner. And uh, it's, it's just crazy the amount of detail that you put into these these images. I was uh, I was talking to Rado from Rado Run Through uh, Runs Through uh, yesterday, yeah. uh, and we were just talking about the product. And and one of the things he said is, you know. I don't even play RPGs, but who wouldn't want, you know, 50 pages of Andrew Bosley artwork to just put in your house somewhere so you can just open it up and just look at it and put yourself into a good mood. And he's like, and and the fact that it's all this like beautiful fantasy world, he's like, I mean, whether you play RPGs or not, I think this is a product that most people would want uh, irregardless. So uh, that was definitely very encouraging to hear that kind of feedback. And I agree with him. I, you know, uh, if Andrew Bosley wasn't, if this didn't even have any functionality besides, hey, this is just some pretty pictures from Andrew Bosley, <laughs> I still think it would be well worth uh, checking out on Kickstarter. Oh, absolutely. Now, I just want to actually comment really quickly on the video uh, that you had uh, done on the kind of the top of your Kickstarter campaign. Um, the, the two things. One was that um, you were able to communicate in 50 seconds exactly what this is. So mm-hmm. uh, bravo on that because the number of... Um, campaigns I've seen where there's a video and it goes on for two minutes and you're like, what is this about? Like, <laughs> what are they trying to, you know, get me to pledge? And like, and I clocked it like within 50 seconds, it was crystal clear what this was that you were promoting. So bravo on that Two, the animation on that video was, uh, was impressive. Who did you have do the, like, who did the, the, the video for you? Was that a third party you used? Did you do it yourself or, or how'd this come together? Yeah, I'll give a shout out to uh, John Meatling, uh, who uh, uh, I believe is uh, not a computer. Uh, and he does a <laughs> lot of video work. He also runs, uh, he has his own board game publishing company called Portal Dragon. Um, that's done a couple of uh, games, but John Meatling did the campaign for uh, Hall of the Mountain King by Burnt Island Games. And that's kind of where I knew his credentials from. And I reached out to him and I was like, this is what I want. And this is kind of what my idea was. And he was like, oh, perfect. No problem. And he, he hired all the voice actors to do all of the different parts of the video. He did all of the animations and rendering himself. He even basically gave me the video as here is the story driven video. Here is the informational driven video. Here is basically a bunch of different GIFs that basically distill both portions of that video down to just a GIF. And yeah. so he was really great working with him and he was, you know, very timely. Uh, and wonderful to work with. So I, I highly recommend it. if you're looking for a, a really great Kickstarter video, uh, I could not uh, recommend him high, uh, high enough. He is, was fantastic. Yeah, it was uh, even, uh, I got Mike Bruner there in the, in the lobby listening and, and, and he said, yeah, the, that video was awesome. It likes the two parts too, how you do kind mm-hmm. of concise up quick up front, get that concise story out. So people that are the quick clickers that are just going to jump off it after coming in for a few seconds, but then you then have the extended story kind of on the back half of the video, which I think is great. I've seen other people make the mistake of doing the reverse of that, 
doing the long-winded story and then getting to kind of the quick this is what the game is about and guess what you've lost most of the people before they even got there so you know it it took it took 10 people telling me to switch it because originally (laughs) it was the other way and like 10 people were like flip the video flip the video and i was so attached to that to that story and i was like oh but it's so good i think and then like eventually you're right like like we switched it and we're like yeah, this is better. This is better. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Like just being able to like in like 50 seconds and be like, boom, done. You don't have to watch any further. Yeah. It's you have all the information you possibly need about this product in under a minute. Uh, and I think that that's something that most, you know, videos, uh, most Kickstarter videos need to get better at is being able to like, tell me everything I need to know and tell it to me in less than a minute. Oh yeah. This is the elevator pitch, right? You got to get that elevator pitch out there. So what's your, what's the background? Like, have you been doing D and D for decades or what, what got you into this whole thing uh, to, to begin with? So I have always had a very strange um, love affair with uh, role-playing games and D&D. Um, I played a little bit in junior high and I had one friend that played D&D and another friend that played D&D and they both played it just me and them. Like it was just me and this person and me and this person. And we could never actually get all three of us to play D&D as a group. And we only ever played like three or four times. And uh, eventually I moved and I just kind of lost that connection to D&D from very, very early in my life. And I never really went back to it, but I always just held that, you know, proud geeky fascination with like the, you know, wanting to like grab the source books when you're in the library and just like flip through the monster manuals and be like, oh man, look at all of this cool stuff. And it's always been something that I've really wanted to do because I am a, I'm a board gamer through and through. Uh, I love playing board games. You have a couple uh, behind you, by the way. Yes, I, yes, I do. Uh, uh, quite a few. And if, if I turned you like this whole room is just completely covered in board games. Yeah. So for Um, anybody listening, just to kind of visually illustrate the whole back wall of Joe's, uh, office there is just floor to ceiling games. So he, he plays a couple. Uh, yeah. And, and actually this one is specifically, these are like games that I've worked on in my day job. Okay. So like, these are ones that I'm like showing off. Cause I'm like, Oh, I worked on this one and I got to sure. help make this one, uh, which we'll talk about in a, a little bit. Um, but I've always, so like, I'm a crunchy Euro gamer. So when it comes to like mechanics and stuff like that, I like, I get what I need from playing, you know, 18 XX games and really heavy crunchy euros like brass and stuff like that. But what attracts me to Dungeons and Dragons and RPGs in general is like, I've always wanted to get a group of friends together to play like a long forum storytelling, big type of like, you know, thing with like deep, character driven things and play a campaign that lasts years and have a world that evolves and grows and everything like that. And I've just never been able to pull a group together that has those same wants and desires. And so, um, you know, it's uh, 2020 right now. So if you're listening to this, I don't know, uh, 20 years in the future, you can look back in the history books and, and know that, you know, we were about three months into quarantine when I was realizing that, I really want to, to to do this RPG thing. Like I really want to. And I was looking through, I had a couple of RPG books, some D&D fifth edition books, and I was looking through them and I was like, all these books that are just pre-written adventures, they're go meet this person who wants you to find this magical artifact and it's in this dungeon and it's guarded by this monster and you got to meet this person to learn the code and the, and I'm just like, I don't want to like, like make my, people like go through this like pre-written story i was like i want to tell a fun exciting story myself i was like i can make up a cool story but what was daunting is 
where do I set that story? Do I have to like yeah. draw my own continent and like, like do all of this other stuff? And I was like, I bet there's something out there. And this is literally what I thought. I said, I bet there's something out there where it's here's an entire world and here's all the places in this world. And it's like all beautifully captured, but you can put your own story into it. And so I went online looking for that thing yeah. and it didn't exist. And it took me about a week to be like, I think there's an idea there. I think there's an idea there. And so I got on the phone with a couple of people that I know are really involved and plugged into the RPG world. Sure. And they uh, they were like, that's actually a good idea. They're like, nothing like that exists. And so I, I talked to a couple of people, talked to Andrew Bosley. And, uh, you know, that was back in June. And here we are in November and it's on Kickstarter right now, the Wanderer's Guide. It is a, uh, like you said, it's a, a sandbox fantasy atlas for you to play your D&D campaigns in. So the decision to, to, to go to Andrew, was that based on his work, his fantasy work and some of these other games like Everdale? Or did you have a relationship? Because, I mean, your, your day job, you work with Panda Games, right? So was it a connection through the game angle or was it uh, more just he admired his work he saw on some other games? Yeah, I mean, when you're in the industry, you get to just know a lot of people. And sure. though I had not worked directly with Andrew, we had been on an email because I was actually working on the production of Merchants of the Dark Road okay. around the time that he was kind of doing the artwork for it. And it was on Kickstarter. And uh, one of the things on Merchants of the Dark Road is there was a board, the, the game board, and it has all of these little buildings, like this little city that you're kind of traveling your merchant caravan through. Yeah. And when I saw him draw, when I saw the artwork for that board, I was like, that fits really well with kind of the idea that I have in my head. And so I just reached out to him and, you know, it helps when it's like you reach out and, you know, he looks at you on Facebook and it's like, you have 385 friends in common. Right. And he's <laughs> like, Oh, I, I know this Joe guy. He's the guy that is working with Elf Creek on, you know, whatever yeah. of with Panda games. And so I was able to, you know, just, you know, hop on a call with him and I kind of pitched him the idea. And by the end of that uh, call, he was like, I want to do this. He's like, I, I want to do this. He's like, I have a very specific vision. And honestly, in my mind, it was going to be very top down kind yeah. of based. And he had this idea to make it look more like a Google Earth kind of like very photorealistic yeah. way. And I think that that was the right move. It was very, uh, very cool to see his vision kind of meld with what the idea that I had was. And it kind of, you know, just came together in a beautiful way. How long did it take him to illustrate this? Like 50 pages. Like that's a lot of illustrating, right? Well, it's not all illustrated yet. Uh, we, we, we have about uh, 10 pieces of art. Uh, the world map is what we would consider in final form. The rest okay. of the artwork that's on the uh, Kickstarter page, um, Andrew considers to be like 60% done. And even then it's complete, it's, it's mind-blowingly good. Like it's really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, but we put this together just so people could get an idea of what's going to be offered. But okay. that's because we want our Kickstarter community to help us decide, you know, when we unlock this forest city for the elven city and the elven castle, we want them to like help us decide what kind of things do you want to see in an elven city, you know? Yeah. Did, uh, has he put any, uh, Easter eggs, uh, in, in the wonders guide? Like, are people going to find like Everdale characters perhaps, or, you know, some, maybe some tapestry characters. Is there going to be any kind of little jewels there or uh, no, uh, actually there, there's a couple of very, uh, cool Easter eggs that are in there. Uh, so as you know, Andrew has worked, uh, with, uh, 
Jamie Stegmeyer yeah. uh, quite a bit. And uh, there are some, you wouldn't know them by, uh, you'd have to look hard, but there are a lot of very specific Stonemeyer uh, references in the artwork in different places. And so uh, we, we've had a lot of fun figuring out where we're going to uh, put those in and how we're going to, you know, hide them. Uh, there's a couple of places where we'd have merchant caravans and of course, merchants of the dark road. Yeah. But um, very specifically, I think that there are some very specific um uh and we're, we're going to reveal those actually pretty soon but there's some very specific everdell uh treats and hidden pieces that are going to be in the wanderer's guide uh and so andrew has kind of a very specific vision for you know using a lot of the artwork and worlds that he's already created to kind of help fill out some of the more fun details in the wanderer's guide for sure it'd be so. kind of cool once it's once it's finally out for you to say uh like look there's uh there's 50 Easter eggs and give people mm -hmm. like a month to try to find them all before you kind of release what's in there. That might be kind of neat too, right? That let them almost go and try to find them. I'll tell you the hardest thing with the Wanderer's Guide right now for us is uh, not making it we're, like writing that line between like being, you know, generic enough for like people to use in any type of fantasy campaign sure. and just going where's Waldo with it, with just <laughs> how much stuff we're trying to cram into these images. <laughs> And, and honestly, that's one of the things that the, is the most fun is when you look at a lot of these art pieces, um, they tell a story, uh, but that story is up for you to determine and up for you to decide what's going on. Um, uh, very specifically, I'll, I'll, I'll hit on this one really quickly, uh, but in the port city, which is my favorite map, uh, there's a river that kind of goes from the ocean and cuts the town in two. And yeah. there's this big kind of like stark angled dark tower on one side and then a bright golden gleaming tower on the other side. And so the story that we had built around this one particular map is that there are these two different guilds that control different sides of the city. And there's like this common marketplace in in the middle on an island in the river where it's kind of like neutral territory and neutral ground and so we kind of built that, that story in there and again we're not telling you that's what's in this picture but you can use those types of elements in the artwork to jump off and to make your own type of uh type of story that kind of fits in there but that's what we're trying to do with this artwork is just really make it as uh fun and as interesting as we possibly can so talk to me about some of the, uh, the back end of the Kickstarter. So are you using a fulfillment uh, company or companies uh, when this finally, this is, I think, uh, August, 2021, I guess is when this comes out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we should be delivering around August. Um, I haven't a hundred percent made up my mind. I have, I, I mean, I know everybody in the fulfillment game because I work in the manufacturing game. Sure. So uh, we have to hand stuff off to them uh, on a, on a daily basis. So uh, we've gotten quotes from all of the big names when it comes to fulfillment. And so uh, once it kind of gets done, you know, we'll touch base with those guys uh, probably in April or March just to kind of solidify some things and then make a decision on whether we're using Quartermaster or D6 or, you know, Fun Again. Uh, all of them do great work and excellent work. Sure. It just kind of depends on timelines and capacity and, you know, what the prices come out to when, when they're uh, ready. Uh, but we will be using a reputable fulfillment company. But, you know, I just recommend everyone do their due diligence and find out who's going to be the best for what your campaign is trying to do because everybody executes things in a little bit of a different way and yeah. has a different specialty so and then the manufacturing is it being done by panda or someone else or 
Yeah, um, we're definitely hoping to hit a higher threshold with the Kickstarter than where it's currently at. Mm. Um, so it, uh, definitely if we're uh, high enough, uh, we will be using Panda to manufacture the game. Uh, right now, um, we're uh, hovering right around 500 backers, but it's again, only two days to the campaign. So we really expect that number to be much higher than that by the end, mm-hmm. um, which would mean that we would be going with Panda. But if it does end up being a lower number, we might choose an option that has like lower you know, minimum order quantities and stuff sure. like like that uh panda is a very large uh mass production facility so you know sometimes it doesn't make you know sense to try to do a project where you're only making you know a couple hundred versus you know several thousand so are you going to make enough to go to retail with it like will this be available after kickstarter or is this like exclusively kickstarter and then it's done this will be direct sales only. And after, okay. you know, it's on, we're offering a very kind of sweetheart deal on Kickstarter. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, maybe it's not good business sense, but you know, after the Kickstarter, the book is going to cost um, $40 and the token pack is going to cost uh, $5. Okay. And we're giving, uh, we're, we're selling that for $35 on the Kickstarter right now uh, for both of those things. So it's kind of, you know, $10 cheaper right now on the Kickstarter. Uh, but there's no plans for this to be in retail distribution. This is going to be, if you if you want to buy this after the Kickstarter, it's going to be bought directly from us for a higher price. So got it. And then the social media, one thing I noticed is that uh, on Facebook, your, your page has reached, I think is 1.6 thousand fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just launched it in July of this year. Uh, that's a huge number in such a short time. How did you do that? Was it, was it leveraged with Panda or, or was there other things you did like ads or how'd you get there? So Andrew Bosley is definitely, um, you know, has his own following for sure. Uh, But, but even beyond that, you know, it took a lot of hard work, you know, every time Andrew would do a line drawing or do a color rough or do a final draft of any of the art, I, you know, I was, I was joining, you know, every D&D RPG group I could and not spamming my Kickstarter, but just saying, hey, check out this cool art, you know, and, you know, putting, you know, at the Wanderer's Guide, you know, when I when I shared it, you know, uh, for our, our upcoming project. And I was very diligent every time I got a piece of art and going into those groups and sharing them and commenting them, interacting with all of them. And a lot of Andrew's maps, the world map in particular, I think when we shared the final version of the world map, all together, it got like 2000 impressions, like people liking it, commenting on it, uh, sharing it and stuff like that. So we were very pleased with just the reception of the community and to the maps that, you know, uh, we're seeing. So we were really, really happy uh, with just how the community and the RPG space responded to it. So any ads or was it all organic? We ran, I think we ran like $200 worth of ads uh, total. And that was really just a couple weeks, uh, about a month before the Kickstarter, just to see, you know, how things performed. Uh, So all of that was done, you know, or through mostly organic means. And now now that the campaign has started, is there any kind of social media amplification you guys are doing or what kind of social media outreach are you doing now? Right now we're running some ads with BackerKit. Um, okay. I've also, you know, one thing that I did uh, is I started reaching out as early as I could to everybody who, um, you know, works in this space. I started reaching out to um, uh, a wonderful uh, f- uh, guy who's become a good friend of mine, but Ricardo, who runs a company called Hit Point Press, uh, yeah. who's done campaigns like Humblewood and Deck, uh, Deck of uh, Deck of Benny, and you know, he's been promoting our campaign on his own, you know, social media platforms and stuff. Um, I've been working with uh, Lance Meister, who's been helping me with a lot of the just 
just RPG elements for the Wanderer's Guide to make sure it's exactly what, you know, RPG people want. And he's had a lot of connections into that industry as well. And, you know, honestly, I think the industry really wants to support each other and wants to like help new products grow and, you know, find audiences and stuff like that. So I've really just been really trying to build those audiences uh, and build those relationships with people from, you know, the first time I had this idea, I've been reaching out to people and trying to, you know, talk to them about the product. Now, where do you go from here? Is there going to be like a 2.0 version of Wanderer's Guide or are you doing another map or like what's, what's next after this is kind of done? Yeah, if this first one is uh, uh, does well and it looks like it's uh, definitely headed in a, in a very, very good direction, we've specifically built into this first world map. Uh, if you look on the Kickstarter page, there's uh, there's these frozen mountains with a path that kind of leads up to the north uh, mm. uh, that, that we're interested in exploring and really just kind of taking the camera angle and just putting it on those mountains and looking out amongst that like frozen northern part of the world. There's also a tiny tiny peak of a uh, desert continent that comes out from the bottom right hand corner. Yep. Uh, that's another place where we would just take the camera and flip it 360 degrees and say, oh, there's this huge desert world that we want to explore. Uh, and we have about five different ideas. And we would love to like make five different books and kind of consolidate everything at the end with just a gigantic world map of all of the places that we've explored uh, through the Wanderer's Guide. And I mean, I don't know, after that, that maybe we go to space but uh but yeah we have a lot of really fun ideas for where the wanders guide and the different products that we're going to offer in the wanders guide are going to be oh that's fantastic well joe i just want to say that this is uh, again what a what a cool campaign certainly the illustrations are 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 breathtaking and, and incredibly detailed you guys must be so proud of this uh, where you've landed so far in just a couple of days and I can't wait to see how this uh, how this ends. I just want to wish you all the best on this campaign. And uh, anyway, out there that uh, loves the artwork of Andrew Bosley or is into role playing, uh, this is certainly something that uh, could be a good part of your collection. So check out the Kickstarter page, The Wanderer's Guide. Joe, all the best, eh? Thank you so much, James. Take care. Cheers. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley. Produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply join the Facebook group Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.